Welcome to episode two of Instructions Not Included, hosted by Jeff and Tori, where we'll be diving into difficult topics and situations that millennials like us face and the decisions that we make that end up rewriting and reshaping those traditional norms that we grew up with. Yeah, I'm excited to get the second episode out, um, but it is a little difficult managing a newborn and the two dogs. And it's taken us so long Seriously. to get this recording started so again there's no instructions included starting a podcast and repetitive episodes afterwards but um, otherwise how are you feeling babe uh i mean just hearing everybody's good feedback and just how excited they are about this podcast for us it, it's really encouraging and i think today's episode will be a good one especially for those uh looking to have a newborn themselves or have a child themselves yeah, and just as a disclaimer, uh, since we will be talking about pregnancy, infertility, you know, touching on miscarriage, definitely want to give a heads up because it is a pretty sensitive mm-hmm. topic that can lead to a lot of emotions. Um, but also, even if you yourself don't want kids or you don't think it's in the cards for you, still recommend um, listening, staying on with us just because there's likely going to be someone in your circle that is experiencing these types of losses or this type of grief. So this may just give you some insight or let's say uh, language to be able to be a better supportive friend or family member, um, you know, during those times. So yeah, and I think that's huge because I know from for me, at least there the idea of pregnancy, miscarriage, that was never really a common topic. Like I, when I was younger, I thought like, oh, it's so easy to get pregnant. Um, and that's just never been an issue, but it's just because it's just never talked about. Yeah. And even with us, when we started, we're such planners and I feel like you thought it was going to be smooth sailing just because I work in the prenatal field. I kind of told, you know, I went to the doctors, I started, you know, start taking prenatal medication, I was working out, trying to stay healthy, Um, but little did we know that it was actually going to be a lot harder than we expected. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's just something that, you know, why we wanted to talk about this topic today, because um, a lot of people don't have that knowledge and end up feeling pretty isolated or they end up feeling pretty down on themselves because they kind of see how you know their friends or people in their circle have kids and kind of wonder you know why isn't why isn't it as easy for us um so the reason why we chose this topic again is to just give a little bit more insight on these vulnerable journeys that couples go through and to again um make you feel like you're not alone in those thoughts yeah so um before we go into our own journey just some facts that i wanted to or stats that i wanted to bring up is Um, According to ACOG, which is the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology, about 15% of um, cis heterosexual couples will experience infertility. Um, Uh And do you know what infertility actually like encompasses? Like what we, what? So for me, that's just, oh, there is an issue with your body that doesn't allow you to get pregnant, but I'm sure it's much more than that. Yeah. So it's basically if you've been trying, um, you know, without... uh, without any assistance for at least um, 12 months, sometimes sooner, depending on your age. So that's kind of what infertility is truly defined as. Um, And about one in four pregnancies are going to also lead to miscarriage. So it's 
a lot more common than you probably thought. And again, um, just because you may be experiencing that doesn't mean that there is anything wrong with you. I mean, it's pretty eye-opening because, I mean, like I said, when I was in my teen years, I thought it was so easy to get pregnant. You always have to practice safe sex and protect yourself and because it's just that easy. But in actuality, it's really not. And I think that the fact that it's never really spoken about, it's just people are unaware of exactly how difficult of a situation it is when you are facing... Uh, when you're finally I'm, ready. I'm sorry? When you're finally ready. When you're finally ready and you just can't get pregnant. So not only is that physically draining, but also emotionally, and it does take a toll on both partners in the process. So by the end of this episode, again, we just really hope to normalize conversations surrounding pregnancy. Um, and again, to just kind of give insight on how you can support someone in your circle or even support yourself or your partner, um, you know, in that conception process or even after a loss. But before we dive into it, Today's episode of Instructions Not Included is proudly sponsored by the most reliable real estate team, the Rise Group, which is led by us, Jeff and Tori. If you didn't know, we are realtors. We started in Jersey, now we're in Florida, so happy to help. So after doing business throughout New Jersey, our team spread its roots to the Sunshine State to help sellers and buyers reach their real estate goals. If you're looking for agents who will really listen to what you want in a home, you need agents who want to know how to effectively market your home so it sells, we want our clients to feel confident, educated, and at ease when they work with us. Whether you're a first-time buyer or a seasoned investor, we've got you covered. Send us a DM uh, on Instagram at Jeff and Tori or visit the Rise Group re.com to schedule a free consultation today with my background right i'm i was super um vigilant with um pregnancy and just doing everything right um so i could get pregnant and even though i knew that most couples take about six months um i expected us to get a positive test like the first time around or the first cycle right um i mean i did too yeah, and so that happened to fall right around the time that we came to Tampa and we were looking for houses with our best friends. Um, so it was supposed to be a super exciting time, but the, you know, whole trip in the back of my mind, I'm just like, okay, you know, when can I take a test? When can I take a test? When can I take a test? So you're just always in that anticipation mode. And so I'm just like wondering as the person who wouldn't be carrying the pregnancy did you think anything of it um, like that waiting period did you even know that there was a waiting period waiting period in terms of getting pregnant no the test oh no i definitely didn't know there was a waiting period like i said like i like i feel like i'm more, like most typical males who are trying to get pregnant with their partner they don't really know much we're trying to find guidance from our partner so i didn't know there was a waiting period i thought we were gonna get pregnant first time around i thought I could plan for this, like, oh, we'll get pregnant. No, we'll... no, no. As in, like, when we were in Tampa, were you thinking about a pregnancy test at all? Uh, not necessarily. Like, was it even crossing your mind? No. Because for me, it was crossing my mind every single time. Like, every single symptom that I may feel, I'm like, okay, this is it. And for you, I feel like it's just like, do-do-do, we're just here. Yeah, and that's just... I mean, that's just the reality of it, right? And I think most guys would agree that we're just not as in tune with the whole pregnancy process as women are because it is their bodies that that is going to be carrying this child. And we're just 
along the ride, for lack of a better term, and just trying to provide guidance and support whenever we can. Do you think that that kind of lackadaisical um, role for the male partner leads to the, you know, the partner carrying the pregnancy feeling like they have to put on that happy face all the time? Yeah, I mean, I think that's an obvious answer. Like, of course, if, if this journey is only carried by one person, then it's definitely going to be difficult. That's why I kind of try to get ahead of it, try to educate myself in my best way I can, because I know I'm not going to go through the physical things that you're going to be going through. And I think that it's important as a partner um, who isn't carrying a child to really just understand what their partner is about to go through and really try to just be supportive as much as we can. So when we got our first negative test, it was definitely crushing, especially for myself. Like we, I remember we like went to Walgreens and I was super excited. And then you kind of just, you know, you feel everything and then you get that negative test and it's just the biggest disappointment ever. Um, And I think from my perspective, I was like, okay, we can just try again. But I think what I don't feel is just that rejection. And I know you've talked about this before of how you feel like, oh, your body is not capable of getting pregnant and you're just going through all these self-rejecting um, thoughts. So yeah. to me, that was not even a thing. I was more like, all right, we'll just keep trying until it works. Yeah, and I don't know if it's just half because you are, you know, the male partners are kind of not as um, physically involved, obviously, but or also it's just your optimistic mindset as well? Do you think it was like both? I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, optimism definitely played a role, but I think just the lack of knowledge makes me unaware of exactly how difficult it is. So to me, I figured it would happen eventually, but I think for some people it doesn't. Yeah, so for me, it was just like the moment those negative test results happen and it's like I text my friends, um, you know, I've been super open with our journey just because I know how taboo these topics are. Did you tell your friends anything when we were trying to get pregnant? Like, did, like was that ever part of normal conversation? Um, I think maybe my closest friends. But at the same time, going back to it, like nobody wants to share their issues so I think from what the lack of from the knowledge that I had, you don't really want to tell people until you pass the first trimester because you can lose the child. So that was like, all right, I'm just not going to tell anybody till then because I don't want to be embarrassed or share this difficult time uh, until I'm certain that things are going to look optimistic for us. My view on that is I was open from the beginning because why has it been, like, why has it been normalized that we keep that a secret um, and only share good news? You know, why yeah, is that something fair. that, um, you know, as the person carrying the pregnancy, why is that only my um, experience to bear on my own? You know, I don't think it's fair that... Um, for the com is it like do you think it's for the comfort of other people like no i think people just don't like to be embarrassed and people don't like to put themselves in situations where they look 
lesser of a person than they normally are, I think. And before, like, we or got together. Or do you think it's also a fear of, like, not wanting to feel like a burden to other people? Yeah. I mean, you don't want, like, oh, I don't have to share my problems with you. Everybody has their problems. So, yeah, uh, absolutely, I would yeah. say so. I think that's, honestly, while the, you know, keeping up with the Joneses probably definitely does play a role in that because, you know, you see all your friends getting married and getting houses, you know, having a baby is definitely part of that. But from my perspective, it's also a matter of not wanting to be a burden and not wanting to share the negative things going on in your life because you're kind of, you kind of grow up being like, you know, suck it up. You know, this is something that you just keep to yourself. Um, and that's definitely something that I've my I myself have always wanted to. Mm, what's the word I'm looking for? I wanted to kind of go against that because, again, as friends, your friend shouldn't only be there for you when it's happy news, right? Friendship uh-huh. is about going through the ups and downs in life because no one in life is going to have only good news all the yeah. time. Those are your party friends. Those are not real friends, right? So... To me, being open, no matter what those results ever told us, is something that I wanted to do to try to kind of lead with by example to be like, you know, if you're going through this, I'm going to be here for you too. Yeah, and that's huge because I think most people don't feel that way. I know I didn't when before you and I started having these conversations about vulnerability and just like being more open with our emotions because I think the older generations have taught us to be strong, no complaints, keep your head down, do what you need to, don't be upset. And that's just not the best way to handle your emotions, especially something as as difficult as it is to go through the pregnancy process. Yeah, and that's why, um, you know, it's always at this, you know, in, in 2023, um, there's so many questions that the, you know, people who are older than us will ask that are just like, please don't ask those questions oh anymore. You know? When are you going to get pregnant? Yeah, when are you like, get married? Are you pregnant? Like the like, moment that a couple gets married. Like, I want a grandkid or like things like that, that they don't realize what the kind of pressure puts on you. Yeah. And not just the pressure, but it's also just like it... El- it kind of disregards like what if that person is already going through it you know what if they are pregnant and what if they just found out some you know really horrible news about their pregnancy or what if they just lost their pregnancy or even in today's society where everything is so expensive some people may not even be able to afford being pregnant but they want to yeah and and they're capable of it. it's just now now it's a financial issue there's just so many factors that go into it i didn't think about it that way of like you know Maybe some people just want to be um, prep essentially financially right before yeah. they even consider having kids these days. Diapers are expensive. What? Diapers oh, are expensive. Oh, yeah, we shouldn't. We know about that. Luckily, our neighbor across the street gifted us diapers. Shout out so, one man's, I'm not even going to go into that. Uh, one man's, what is it? One man's trash is one man's trash. Yeah, never mind. Anyway. <laughs> We digress. So, oh, the stuff that people say to you that just like adds to it. So, um, you know, some people in my experience, just in our in our um, journey, 
someone had repeatedly asked me, you know, are you pregnant? Are you pregnant yet? And the way that I just approached it is, you know, this person doesn't really know any better. So let me just set my own boundaries um, so they will know about it. But so just because you do doesn't mean that they're going to get it. But basically, every time this person would ask me, are you pregnant yet? I would just say, you know what? Um, I'm not. You will be one of the first people that we do tell. Mm-hmm. Um, to just kind of be like, please get off my back. You have no idea what we're going through every yeah. day, what I'm going through mentally every day. Um, but let me just make sure you're still in the loop. But sometimes again, just and that's why I think our generation really kind of became more aware. And those questions are not really asked by people who are currently in their 30s and 40s because they understand the difficulties of it. So I'm proud of that as coming from the millennial generation and and younger because I think people are just educating themselves. There's more information out there to get educated. So we just know not to do that. Yeah. Um, but it was still difficult and again, as someone who's even in the field. So I can't even imagine for someone who's not in the medical field, you know, what they may be going through there. If there's no one that's telling them like, you know, this is more common than you think, um, you know, it's, I don't know. I think, yeah, I mean, the fact that you had a medical background, I was more prepped for what to expect. If if you didn't provide that for me, this would have provided. This would have been a more, like more anxiety driven, more confusing journey to go through. So that education definitely created a foundation for how to navigate the journey of pregnancy. But for a lot of people who don't and are just going into it kind of blind, it can be overwhelming, especially on top of your day job, on top of your family issues, financial issues. And everything in between. So when you when we started the journey of being pregnant, we had to make sure those areas of our lives were taken care of because this was something that we knew was going to be difficult. And on the flip side, knowing too much also put a lot of stress on me because working with patients who are going through infertility, um, I'm I think it's called like the implicit bias. Is that what Mm -hmm. it is? Where basically because I'm exposed to it all the time i think it's more yeah. possible than it actually is um so it really affected my day-to-day life because every time i would meet with a patient i was kind of reminded of what we were going through the anticipation um and just kind of over empathizing with the patients meaning like you know sympathy is kind of like understanding yeah. what that person is going through versus empathy is putting yourself in their shoes. I kind of was like overly putting myself in their shoes. Like, and that's why it's like a double-edged sword. So it can be helpful, like I would say in our in our uh, situation, but it does also have de- detrimental value as well. So every journey is going to be different. So whether you think you're ready or you have knowledge or you're prepared, you're not. Because this is just something that you can't really prepare for. And that's what every parent has told us before this, before we got pregnant, after we had our, our newborn. And it's continuously learning because it's a unique journey for every parent. Yeah. And so for me, I know the the um, the thoughts that would always come into my head is that, again, I'm broken. You know, I'm not living up to my role as your wife. Um, my body is failing me. Um, you know 
how is it so easy for so-and-so to get pregnant? Um, you know, those were the constant thoughts in my head. Um, and so what was that like, babe, for you to kind of see me crying or to kind of be so down on myself like that? Uh, a little helpless at times, I'd say. I mean, because there's nothing I could do. I mean, I can't carry the burden of your pain, um, the rejection that you feel. I couldn't really provide encouragement in a way that you were looking for. And all I could try to do was just make you smile, make you laugh, and just try to keep you in a better mood. But aside from doing those things, I know that Sometimes it's just not enough, and it's just trying to navigate that situation as best as possible. Did you ask for, let's say, like the girls, your girlfriends, um, did you ask for any, like, advice? Yeah. Um, I have a couple of close girlfriends who I felt comfortable talking to, and I I really appreciated that the advice they had to offer, and some, you just, that's the only insight I could have, could have gotten. Could, I can't ask a guy. What was the advice? It's just just to be there for you, just to understand how difficult of a time this is, and just to really be patient. Because, of course, like anybody, I'd be frustrated. Like, what I'm trying to do is not helping you out, and I'm feeling helpless because I can't help you. But it's important for me to not get frustrated in that moment and also dump that emotion onto you on top of everything else. Yeah, because I think, unlike a lot of people, I was very open with those emotions all the time and it definitely was a heavy period of time um just because i think especially after a negative test like anything would just make me cry if you remember we were like um we were actually leaving a, a, a brokerage that we were working with and I just started crying in the middle of his, uh, you know, like the Zoom meeting just because I already saw disappointment in the face of the person we were speaking with. So I was just like, great, another person I'm disappointing, you know, on top of my husband. Yeah, and that caught me off guard. So yeah. like that, that was like one point where I was like, okay, their emotions are a little heightened. Things are a little out of the norm. And that's, that is one situation where I recognize like, whoa, this wasn't a situation to kind of cry for. Yeah. But when you did that, I realized, okay, so this is a lot harder for her than I had thought. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was just the pressure again that I was putting on myself because for you as the optimist, you're always like, oh, I'm so excited to, um, you know, play with our kid or like to play, um, teach them how to play sports and, you know, go on all these trips. So the pressure of being the wife and providing um, the ability for you to be that father is something that I think a lot of um, women like myself do carry. Um, and so it really wasn't until like we quote let go and it's not as easy for a lot of people because sometimes there are biological or genetic reasons why individuals you know can't conceive but mm -hmm. that really wasn't something for us but it was the moment that we quote let go we thought okay you know let's just focus on moving to florida i think that's when the stress levels went down and um you know essentially when you're stressed 
and you're trying to conceive, those cortisol levels are what's kind of blocking the pregnancy, essentially. You know, the the cortisols kind of think of it as like smoke detectors, like Perfect. the smoke detector goes off and it's kind of just like, okay, run. Um, and it's, it's kind of crazy how that, how, how that worked out. Yeah. Like as soon as we had kind of given up on trying to get pregnant, knowing that we had a big move ahead of us and buying a house and we were just like, let's just let it happen when it happens that's when we got pregnant and and to your point yeah i mean if you're thinking about it constantly and adding that pressure on your body i think that definitely affected you yeah and so again that's it's definitely a lot easier for um those couples where there isn't that type of obstacle you know there weren't a history of losses for us or anything so um but definitely for couples, and this is my genetic counseling, you know, coming in for anyone that's going through difficulty conceiving, um, whether it's going to an OBGYN, um, requesting a referral to, they call, we refer to it as an REI or reproductive endocrinologist. Um, those are the specialists that will be able to do the appropriate test to see could there be, you know, a hormone imbalance? Is there something structurally going on? And not to mention, it's not always the female and um, body that is leading to the infertility. So a lot of people, well, a lot of people think that it's always the woman because um, in certain cultures, it's the woman's fault if they can't, you know, have kids. So just to kind of shed light on that sometimes it's the male partner right whether it's like um again biological there's a genetic issue um both partners need to be tested not just the woman um so again that's just my free counseling advice there um but going off of the you know letting go thing too what really got to me or what kind of like a really deep thing that Jeff said, and this is likely one of like the most profound things that like you've ever said to me that I still Mm. think about to this day. Um, You know, I was just crying and crying and crying. I think it was still that same day that we were talking about the the Zoom call uh, Mm -hmm. conversation. I was crying and, you know, I finally opened up to you saying that, you know, because you were kind of like, why is this, you know, so hard for you and I just remember telling you that you know you want to be a dad so badly and I just want to give that to you um and Jeff had actually said quote because again I I hear this in my head all day um you had said you know I want to be a dad but not at the expense of my wife yeah and I still totally agree with that I think that if the journey to having a kid was going to be at the expense of you I don't think it was worth it to me like I did I love being a dad and being a parent is like the most amazing thing. And I'm uh, very happy that we were able to accomplish that. But during that time, I was not willing to sacrifice your body, you, your mentality, and, and the stress that I was going through if, if that didn't work out for us. So, I mean, if it wasn't in the cards, I was willing to accept that. But I just wanted you to be aware so you would take that burden off of you. And I think that's where it's super important for the... Um, the male partners to really step up um, because that's what got me to just kind of take a deep breath and kind of reflect and say, you know, 
oh, and I remember my mom saying, my mom was like, who's putting the pressure on you? No one. You mm-hmm. are. Um, and so, again, I really recommend that for couples going through, you know, planning for pregnancy or going through um, trying to conceive right now for the male partners to really step up and even the you know, both of you just kind of check in with each other, you know, how are you doing? How is, you know, what's going through your mind? You know, are we still doing this? Are we still happy right now? Um, So it's just another point in your marriage or just in your relationship where don't sit back and wait for something to happen, but rather really be proactive and ensure that both partners are um, enjoying essentially this process this should not be something where only one person is carrying the mental load or the emotional load something where both people really need to step up love each other support each other um, and not be scared to have those difficult conversations and don't limit it to just each other i mean look for the support in your close friends your parents if you get that support from them or just anybody who's willing to listen i feel like these conversations aren't had because we're scared of looking like we're incapable of getting pregnant pregnant or looking like a failure kind of keeping up with the joneses is like everybody joneses every uh, everybody's getting pregnant why am i why yeah. aren't i like that kind of mentality keeps you from having these conversations and puts you in a deeper hole than you would be if you didn't just yeah. talk and speak up and if you're let's say a friend right like i always encourage the the language rather than saying oh are you guys trying to get pregnant or kind of just focus like if you know a a couple that just got married don't go right into are you guys trying i would just say you know are there any um like updates since you guys married like what are your plans kind of open-ended questions that allow that friend to either tell you what's going on in a positive light or even just kind of tell you you know we're doing this and it's not going as we planned so again open-ended questions really help and rather than putting that pressure on are you pregnant already mm-hmm. are you trying so i mean it's a difficult it's a difficult conversation to navigate so it does take some time to understand but i think as you get better communication this is just something that will require a high level of communication skills to to navigate so it's always about being empathetic and just knowing that the other person that you're speaking to may be going through a difficult situation even though they're not really showing it, especially when it comes to pregnancy. Yeah. Or even anything in life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's just, you know, at this age, everyone's going through their own um, journeys. You know, everyone's on their own timelines, which is such a huge reminder. Um, just because your friends are doing one thing, it doesn't mean that you need to be at that same point in your life. Um so just don't really rush into it and don't feel like you're the only person um, not doing something that you see your friends doing, right? And so it's just so important to be mindful of the conversations that you have um, with your loved ones, even yourself, and just really being open to hear what each other, you know, is going through. Absolutely. Yeah. So just as a kind of summary for everything, right? It's um, pregnancy is not a one size fit all story by any means. Um, If you think you are having any difficulty, right? So again, whether it's six months, nine months, 12 months, 
um, as the genetic counselor here, um, don't be afraid to ask your doctors for referrals to a specialist. Again, they're called reproductive endocrinologists. It does not hurt to just get an evaluation. Of course, some people may just want, kind of want to go through the, um, you know, natural, you know, some people end up getting pregnant after a few years on their own. But if you need kind of like that, reassurance or just kind of need better direction, definitely ask a medical professional, right? Um, but at this point, if you're going through it, just don't feel alone in it. You are not broken. Uh, there's nothing wrong with you. You are not a failure in this. Um, and we just hope that for those couples that are um, in the thick of it, that the outcome ends up in your favor um and just know that you are supported through all of this yeah sounds great yeah so i think that's gonna be it for us at this episode because easton is waking up over there um and so we just want to thank you if you've made it to the end of the episode thanks for spending you know 30 40 minutes with us and if you enjoyed your time like rate review share share it and subscribe um we're now on apple Podcasts, youtube Spotify podcast youtube everything. google podcast people use that i'm not huh? sure google podcast um, i don't know but yeah i mean definitely follow us on instagram and we would definitely appreciate the feedback or different topics that you want to share i think this kind of the reason why we started this podcast we think there's so many conversations that need to be had that people our age don't and that's what we're that's what our intention is with this podcast so we definitely love to hear um what you want to hear from us want to hear from us i hope you guys like really find value in what we're talking about and most importantly subscribe so we can continue designing our extraordinary lives together take care until next episode why'd you be i got a treat in my hand cut <laughs>